0: slices it dices it makes all your dreams come true the creators collective provides information not only on woodworking but metalworking leather electronics and more but that's not all it also comes with three hosts to answer all your creating questions now listen along as james wright zach herberholtz and william walker fumble through answering your questions live each thursday morning Listen in now and you can have this amazing podcast for the simple monthly installment of a Patreon subscription, but we're just getting started.
1: And we're back for another exciting episode of the Creators Collective. I am having a lot of fun here, as you can tell by my voice and my exciting uh, personality. <laughs> How about you two? Are you two having fun? The Excitable most fun. Personality.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excitable boy. <laughs>
1: So we're going to be uh, doing, actually, this week we don't have a guest, which is kind of, it's nice. We've had a guest the last two weeks, and now we can can just, you know, let our hair down and relax a little bit.
2: You don't have any hair.
1: But we're going to be uh, hitting a few fun things this week, and particularly this week we're also hitting the uh, Creator's Photo Challenge. Uh, So uh, prepare yourself for that, and we will uh, be picking a winner and announcing the next uh, photo challenge as well. So uh, let's jump into it. Uh, Zach? You're not eating anything right now. What, what, what you got? Um, so I have been
3: working on my truck a lot. I have been, uh, I've said I have that other video pretty much ready to go. Um, but secretly, I, I knew I had a few videos to trickle over to my main channel and I still had about a week's worth of work. So uh, pretty much all last week, I finished straightening up the, uh, the passenger side box of the truck and got it in paint two days ago took a day off and today i'm uh just right before this podcast i'm getting ready to throw a new tailgate on there and uh one of the bearings i was a little bit flustered trying to get everything ready for this when we started but uh you know this is the the joys of of working on real vehicles versus you know what you see on tv uh one of the spindles that holds the tailgates on it's like this big kind of bearing surface and I'm trying to take that off with an impact and it snapped. So, <laughs> oh. and it's not a part I can get anywhere. So, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to try and clean it up and weld it back together today. And, uh, oh. yeah, it, it I'll, I'll get it figured out. But it's just, you know, you, you plan on something taking four hours and it's going to take you a day. It's just, just the way it goes when you're working on old stuff. But uh, the, the good news is, is the box is going to be hopefully by the end of the day, it's all going to be in paint and it's all going to be assembled and it's going to look really good. And I'm excited about that. That's going to be a video that'll come out in the next few weeks. Um, also as far as what's new, I got some, it's really hot here in Florida already. So I ordered some, uh, got a batch of Heather gray shirts in. So for anybody who, uh, you know, wants, uh, doesn't want to wear a black shirt. I have gray ones now too. So
2: Heather, Heather gray is like my favorite. It's it's a good
3: color. Well, I feel like everything I own is black. Like so having you know, I have black jeans and like black boots and so when I have a black shirt it makes me look goth or something. So like a little bit of gray is a nice nice way to mix it up. You remind um,
2: me of a ranted song.
3: Yeah, yeah, I know. I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> uh, no Cadillac though. No,
2: no Cadillac. But it was uh, a time bomb. Yeah.
3: But uh, so actually and I should mention if anybody's interested uh, ZH 10 on my website, get you 10% off. So that'd be like $18 shipped. So if anybody wants a shirt, that's mm-hmm. how to do it. What about I you guys? A shirt. <laughs>
1: Man, uh, I need order shirts it is one of the things on my list. that I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get shirts, but I, I always forget about it.
2: Uh, I use Teespring, which is cool because you can just add new designs all the time, but you don't have any physically there. Like, so it's kind of like a third party where you design something, you put it out there and then people order it and then they do print runs on them and then they just ship them out to whoever ordered them. So they never actually get into your shop. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm just like dead set on the old school way. Like I,
3: I know the guy that's, he's like 30 miles from me. He makes my shirts and he mails them to me and it's just, it's, I don't know. There's a certain service. Like he just mails them to me. He's like, oh, pay me when you get a chance. And it's just kind of a cool, I don't know. Feels feels nice and organic, even
2: though it's more work on my part. I I guess I like doing things the the hard way. No, it's kind of cool to have like to have shirts on hand, so you know if you go to an event or you know if you do yeah. the, the creators photo challenge, and then you can just be like oh, I'll just send them a shirt. You know, like where yeah. I don't have any physically, but I also don't have any the overhead of you know the yeah. wrong sizes or anything like that. So
1: yep, cool. Well, Will, what, what you got?
2: Oh, man. Uh, so I'm getting ready to go on vacation for basically two weeks. Um, so that's been kind of stressful but exciting but stressful. It's I feel like it's twice as much work anytime you want to take any time off. Um, but uh, I just put out a jointer video on five different ways to use a jointer. Um, that video is in collaboration with the Grizzly Industrial. Um, they sent me out their 8 72 spiral head, spiral cutter head, um, jointer. So I got that all set up and I went, did a video on, uh, face jointing, edge jointing, chamfering, uh, tapering legs, like table legs, uh, which is a pretty slick way to use a jointer, uh, that I could see being really, really, really efficient. If you're making like four tables at once and you have to make, you know, how many is that? 16 legs, mm-hmm. um, i could see being super efficient uh and then rabbiting was the last was the last thing um i'm still working on finishing my basement uh just framing up walls and kind of retrofitting walls around existing plumbing um so that's been fun i just finally got started on that walnut dining table um i got the top uh all milled up uh Cut to rough length, milled up the stock for that. I have it all dry fit. So it'll have breadboard ends and I'll do that with loose tenon joinery. And I don't have a domino. So it's going to be a lot of router work and making my own loose tenons. And uh,
1: are you going to be, is is this for you or are you doing this as a commission?
2: No, this is a commission. Uh, A woman, uh, a married couple, uh, a middle aged married couple, had a farm. Uh, about 20 minutes from me, um, right on the Rivanna River, it was beautiful. Uh, it was a you know 200 year old home, and they had a walnut growing next to their uh, detached garage that that uh, was like pelting the the garage with walnuts, and the roots were about to disrupt the the foundation of the garage, and so they had it taken down and milled. Um, some I don't know. Seven years ago, hmm. and it's been drying in their garage, stickered and stacked. And so they just sold their farm and they bought a smaller place in the city that they're renovating. And they wanted a, me- uh, a, a memento from their farm, cool. and so they, yeah, so they commissioned me to make a dining table out of this out of this walnut, uh, which is cool. But I, I feel like I get myself into these situations where the stock is less than ideal. Uh-huh. Uh, so like the sapwood is pretty punky on it. So I'm having to like find the good bits of material and like t- to try to get this tabletop out of.
1: You're doing any uh, stabilizing resin?
2: Uh, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not as far gone as that cherry, that cherry project, that live edge cherry vanity project that I did. So um, there are just some some small cracks and fissures. And some knots I have to fill. Uh, But for the most part, I I think I got all the punkiness out. But there might be like a few spots that I'll I'll try to stabilize with something. Uh, But uh, but what else am I working on? Sorry. I'm like, totally. Uh, Yeah. So tomorrow morning, bright and early, uh, me and my wife are going down to Charleston, South Carolina, where my best friend lives. And it just happens to be her birthday. And it also coincides with the High Water Music Festival, which is uh, put together by Shovels and Rope, which is Carrie Ann Hurst and Michael Trent. Um, A lot of really awesome bands uh, that I'm really excited about. Uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones are going to be there. Um, Just a bunch of people, so I'm really excited about that. Then we fly back for a day, and then we get back on a plane to California for a day um, where Jess's, my wife's parents are. Uh, Then the next morning, we hop on a plane and go down to Loretto, Mexico. It'll stay down there for a week, and then we'll fly back to San Diego, spend two or three days there, um, visiting family and friends, and then get back on a plane and head back across the country to Virginia and catch up on all the work that I will be missing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, this is like so silly, but uh, I feel like it's life-changing. I've just feel- been feeling really uh, just worn down and not motivated lately and i went to the store and i was picking up some new shorts and shirts for vacation and uh i tried a new pair of shoes on and like it it was incredible how much better i felt with new shoes that weren't like (laughs) worn out and the sole you know like they actually like supported me and like my feet felt better my legs felt better my back felt better and so if you're if you've been been like totally worn out try a new pair of shoes it's it was sounds, like changing. sounds like you have a uh, mended soul there yeah i am like a new man <laughs>
1: and there's our joke for the week <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh wow that was over my head that was really good it <laughs> was under your feet actually <laughs> oh but uh, oh
1: james what are you working on man uh well i've been working on guess get this the glue test still (laughs) yes and if you're watching this live uh the the video will be out tomorrow uh, at 11 central time Um, if you're watching this as a recorded podcast in the future to us um, it will have been out and so those of you who are in the future know the results um (laughs) so this is i'm I'm really um I, i i'm absolutely jazzed about this i finally have all of the um, all of the tests done. I have all of the data in, and I'm 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 going to be collating all the data a little later today. And there are some really surprising things um, that uh, I'm going to talk about later. Actually, you know, there's only the live people listening to this, so I can probably talk about a couple of things if you guys want to hear it. No, yeah, okay, mind then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give us give us a little snippet. Give us a highlight. Okay. Uh, well, let me let me do this. I have uh, long grain to long grain test, long grain to end grain test, gap filling, and then exterior conditions. Um, and let me let me start by this. What what glue do you guys think did the best with gap filling? What what's the glue out there that everyone says this is the gap filling glue? Gorilla glue because it's foaming. I
3: what would think, think epoxy would win pretty much everything. That would be my gut reaction.
1: The winner of gap filling was uh, type Bond Three actually. Hmm. Um, no yeah, Titebond Bond. It, it, really quick, tight bond one. I think I normally use tight bond
3: two. Tight bond one well, is bond two
1: is only a couple pounds underneath it. It was there. Uh, well,
3: what's just, was, just to refresh my? I mean, I find something that works and I stick with it, and then yeah. I forget why I stuck with it in the first place. Like, what's the difference between one, two, and
1: three? That might um, be useful for somebody. There are it's a like, lot of ins and outs about what three does that two doesn't do. And some people say that three will stain your wood and two won't. And some people say three is better for exterior. What's the like what's their pitch? Like I think type bond
3: one has more working time than type bond two or something.
1: I actually haven't seen their pitch and the bottles have a lot of the exact same data on the two. Huh. Um so yeah. I don't from know if they're selling those and they're saying that type bond three is the next formula. I think it's like from, open time or something.
2: From what I remember type bond one is like zero like water stability. Um, and it's like their original. Then they came out with type on two that just had better properties of everything. And then type on three, they mark it as their outdoor, their outdoor glue.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll touch on that in a moment too, because that was really surprising. Um, but the the gap filling, um, type on two and type on three were um two of them in the top uh the top three, but three of the top five were two P10. Really? Yeah, That's
2: surprising. That um, is surprising.
1: I was absolutely blown away um, by that. And then number six was five minute epoxy. Um, number seven was my homemade high glue. And then we get into a few other epoxies. Um, but um, Gorilla Glue was way, way, way down the list. Bria, like I never liked that stuff.
3: Bottom. I tried using it once and I'm like, this is, this is terrible. It's just it like
1: yeah, cheap super glue gets... you buy at the dollar store, beat out Gorilla Glue.
3: Well, the thing with Gorilla Glue is it like, I mean, it, it it's it's so overkill. Like, no matter what you're doing, like, you're gonna get it everywhere. It's just
2: it gets all over the place. Now, so now, Gorilla Glue has the two different. They've got their their PVA glue, and then they've yeah. got their other one that's the the foaming.
1: Yeah, no. I just tried the um, the the poly. I didn't try the the PVA because I wasn't trying to pit brand against brand, so I didn't have multiple brands of PVA. I'll be doing that in the future, but I just want to kind of get a broad overview of different types of glue in this one. Okay. Um, yeah, the other interesting one was uh, exterior. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, uh, Type on 3 would do well, uh, and all of the Type Bonds <laughs> were horrible. Um, type on 3 barely registered on the test. For um, which test? Uh, the exterior, huh? Uh, yeah, my my homemade high glue actually did better than Titebond three. Um, oh, wow, by a tiny margin, but a little bit better. Um, and then you know, uh, 3M 5200, which is a marine glue. It's designed for boats. Um, that was about halfway down the list. Huh? I was I was not. In I wonder how like egg glue would work. <laughs> well, the the interesting thing is um, number one on the list was uh, 2P10 gel. Number two <laughs> on the list was uh, was the cheap super glue from the dollar store number three and number four were also 2p10 and then West system and then 2p10 huh all of the- did you did you use
3: did you use normal Elmer's glue like the white paste
1: stuff yeah yeah how did that fare um, Elmer's white craft glue actually did better in the white in the water test than type on three huh
3: interesting uh, By... Uh, half a pound I've, I've heard there's some people out there that swear
1: by like just the regular old elmers uh, yeah in all my tests it it performed just as well if not better than uh type on two and uh, type on one is right around type on two and some of them huh. huh interesting all right so there, there's there's a lot of really um really interesting data in this one that i'm i'm blown away by but the 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 biggest one for me was long grain to long grain. You know, the most common glue joint. Um, what do you think held up the best?
2: Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I was reading the comments. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what, what was it? Long grain to long grain. The top glue on the list was cheap super glue. Wow. It held up um, significantly wow. more than, uh, uh, than any of the epoxies. Though the next up were the East Coast resin and uh, West System and then right behind that really close on our heels was type on two, type on three. Hmm. Uh, so huh. it's, I, I that's was, interesting. I, cause a lot, a lot of people, all will. the epoxies and CAs, I was, I, at every single test, they, they performed phenomenally. Huh? Okay. I'm glued so, out. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting though.
2: That's surprising to me though. Uh, like, cause a lot of people use clamping calls for like miter joints. Um, mm-hmm. and they just put it on with CA glue and then they knock it off later with a mallet. Um, but I've never tried it, so that, that's interesting.
1: Well, there's there's differences in CA glues because, like, especially with two P ten, you can get it in thick, thin, um, and gel. And the thin rarely did anything. Um, the thin was was very very weak and would snap off almost instantly. But if you get the the thicker or the gel, they they set into the the wood better, and they became seriously seriously strong. Hmm. Uh, so. Quick question regarding what's
3: your guys's take on clamping pressure? Cuz I I remember when I first started, I used to like when I first started gluing stuff up, I would just I'm sure I overclamp the crap out of everything and then when I'd let it out, it would like, you know, I found that like just actually less clamping pressure is usually less than what you think is is better in my experience. Um, but you guys or you guys probably do a lot more of that than I do nowadays, so
1: I've found that clamping pressure. Uh, people make a big deal about it, but it's not quite as important. Um, I don't believe that you can starve a joint by squeezing the glue out. Um, that's not how wood works. Um, but I, I don't. Number one, I don't think people need to put as much pressure on as they think. Yeah. But number two, they don't need to put. Um, uh, it, it, it works with very little pressure too. Yeah, I've I've found that I've like when I was doing a lot of tables
3: and stuff, I found my glue ups were a lot better when I'd use a good. A good amount, you know, enough to say, Oh, that's tight, but without like trying to get as much as possible out of it, you know, when mm-hmm. I first started close the joint, it, but don't, you can form. Actually, yeah. I think you can actually kind of slightly deform the, the joint if you overclamp, And then when
2: you take that, that pressure off, you know, from the clamps. So I think a properly jointed joint, um, so two dead flat, uh, well, well, you can get it, you, can, yeah. <laughs> you can get into a lot of you know like you can t- start talking about sprung joints and things like that, but uh, I think properly jointed boards, um, yeah. if you clamp them enough to where you have a tight glue line, what looks like uh, you know you've closed yeah. all the, any kind of gap, that's as tight as you need to get. Because as soon as you start really cramping down on it hard, um, even with you know putting clamps on the top and the bottom um it'll start to bow up and yeah yeah, and like give your whole tabletop a bow i mean i
3: think yeah i think you want enough enough pressure like you said to make a good solid joint but i mean if you think about it as i mean everything is ductile everything has like its natural resting happy spot you know if you think of it as like a spring if you try and force it into shape during the glue up as soon as you let the clamps out it's going to even though the glue might be enough to hold it for a while, it's still going to want to return back to where it is. So, I think, like you said, if you have, if everything's joined properly, then you don't, you
2: shouldn't need much pressure. So, yeah. yes, that's, that's my philosophy anyway. And I guess when I started woodworking, <laughs> you know, my, my joints, you know, I wasn't as uh, oh, that's probably good enough, you know, and then I'd, there'd be gaps and stuff, and I'd try to clamp out the gaps, and <laughs> you know, that's where things started getting not as perfect. Yeah. But now I'd spend more time on my you know, stock preparation and less, and my, makes my, my glue-ups less stressful. Um, because I'm sure anyone who's Done any kind of woodworking when you first start has done that frantic run around the shop trying to grab clamps and glue, <laughs> try to wipe up glue first and then. Start?
1: I thought that's every glue up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I'm I'm well, pretty um, pretty low stress with tabletop glue ups these days, but my first couple were like ah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's a quick over- overview of the the glue test, and I'll have a lot more results. There were there are a bunch of other things that were really really surprising to me. Um, So if you want to see that, um, I'll have that video on my channel. And if you're watching live, that will be out tomorrow. Um, Yeah, oh, and the other thing I had this week is I did a video on answering questions about card scrapers because I had a whole bunch of – I did videos a while ago on sharpening a card scraper and and making your own card scraper out of an old saw plate. But a lot of questions about, uh, you know, how thick should your plate be? Is there any particular type of steel for the plate? Is there any particular type of um, rod for burnishing – and uh, then also talking about uh, different types of uh, plates for the uh, cabinet scrapers uh, and showing off some of my favorite card scrapers, as well as my brand new DFM card scraper. Um, have you guys seen DFM? Nope. On YouTube. Uh, he's making these card scrapers and they have the, the, the blue, uh, I don't know if it's blue Dicom on them. Dicom blue. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're really cool. He does uh laser etching in them. And uh, I, I, yeah, I love them. They're I like... wonder how long until
3: like somebody f- like makes a Damascus card scraper and it goes viral on YouTube and, and then I just get angry. <laughs> Alex Steele, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> collaboration. Yeah. Everything has to be Damascus, otherwise it's not metal. If it's yeah,
2: not a good, good <laughs> yeah, <junk. laughs> yeah, I kind of got over Damascus. I
3: uh, I've never really been. I mean, I understand. Like, yeah, it's kind of cool, but like. I think it gets. It's like I feel like Damascus is the river table of metalworking. It's just like there's other stuff out there that's cool too. You know, yeah, I mean, it, like the, 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 the the idea and the stuff. technique is cool, but I I think sometimes it's like you know, it's like having a leopard print couch. It's just it's, sometimes it can be kind of <laughs> it's like the idea and the the process is cool, but sometimes it's too much.
2: I think. Yeah, uh, I like the. Have you have you guys seen any of the the meteorite stuff? Yeah. Like people making metal work out of meteorites. That's sweet. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh,
1: well, uh, we actually have a couple questions from the audience here. You guys want to hit those? Yeah. Um, what is something you find getting? What is something you find getting in get going? Ah! <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did. I think there's a typo in there from the original question. I'm not exactly sure.
1: What, what is something this- you find going to get? that is not a tool that you use all the time. I thought it was a riddle. Okay, wait. Let me let me I'm gonna try and is
3: this posted in our chat? I'll try and yeah. It's something that you want
1: to get that is not a tool you would use all the time.
3: Oh okay, okay.
1: I need I feel like I need a second to answer this. I'm not very quick.
2: I feel like it's like what do you use all the time that's not a tool?
3: I think the question... see I think (laughs) what my my interpretation is (laughs) what Tool. What's a tool that you would like to have that you probably wouldn't use that often? Like kind of a novelty tool that would just be cool, but you probably wouldn't use very much. The, the best answer
1: to that is uh, is the compass plane. It looks awesome. It is a fantastic tool to have. It is so much fun, but there's really not that many times when you need it. Yeah, that's hmm. a tough question. I'm not good hmm. on the spot.
2: Hmm. I'm I'm thinking. Me too. That's uh, a Problem. Yeah, I tried to think, but nothing happened. It usually uh, comes
1: down to some weird jig. I don't like jigs. <laughs> <laughs> they just
2: take up space. Yeah, yeah, that's that is true. Uh, I got, I got nothing.
3: I mean, I, I guess I only think of tools that I would use, so it's kind of hard for me to come up with like tools that I would like that I wouldn't use very
2: often.
1: So that's like super hard for me because all my tools are right on the wall. I can just look over the wall. It's like mm, I haven't used that one in a while. Mm, I haven't used that one in a while.
2: I feel like there's, like, hand tool versus power tool and, like, some things, like, replace each other. But I was Mm -hmm. just talking to Joshua Farnsworth about this, um, who is running, who started the wood and shop school, where he has different instructors coming in to teach classes, like um, Cinco de Mayo. They're teaching a class on making hand saws. Um, And so, you know, he, the kind of the veil that he puts up is that it's a hand tool woodworking school. But if you turn around and look at the other half of the shop, he's got all these power tools, band saws and power jointers and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was talking to him and he was saying that, Oh, hang on guys. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's get you something. Uh, Yeah. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll be right back.
3: (laughs) Well, I I still got nothing. I've been thinking about this for like a minute now. I, 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 all I can think I have like a block. All I can think about is things that
1: I would actually use. Um, well, I think I they, still you use them, but you just don't use them that often. They're, they're the tool that you pick up once a year or so. Hmm.
3: I don't know. Like I, I mean, I I feel I do all my like edge joining with a uh, uh, hand planes. So oh. I'd like to have a uh, power joiner, but. I'm sure I would use it all the time, so that's not really a good answer. <laughs> like if I had it, I would use it. But uh um yeah, I don't know. That's tough. Maybe it uh, really Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it really like no, I
1: already have that. Never mind. I don't know. This is hard.
2: I yeah, <laughs> every time I think of something, I'm like, no, I do use that. Like
1: I don't think know. it's something you, you don't use, but something you don't use that often, like, you know, once a year. Hmm. Sharpening
2: stones. <laughs> uh maybe like a dial indicator. It's, those like, are handy. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. answer.
3: I have one of those, but that's that's a perfect answer. I, I would just think set all my molding planes.
1: I have an entire shelf of molding planes that I may use some of them, and some of them I may never use. Yeah,
3: you know what? I think I think that's a good answer. Like my plow plane is a great answer, but um, I use that like once or twice a year. But I already have that, so I'm going to go with like a like a, some sort of molding plane, like a rabbit mm. plane or something.
1: That's my answer.
3: All
2: right, well then, I'm sticking, sticking
1: with dial indicator. Yeah, the, the duck has a, a second question. And uh, th- I love the name, the duck. Uh, it's uh, What's his name? Uh, oh, I can't remember his actual name. But uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a play on it. I like it. Uh, is there anything you would like to change about how you got to where you are now as a creator or off of YouTube, on or off of YouTube? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could say that I would I don't know where I would I, I would change where I'm currently at. I absolutely love where I'm currently at and what I'm currently doing. Um, yes, I would like to have you know more subscribers and bigger numbers, but you know that's that's life. Everything goes. Um, I don't know what I would change though. I think
2: it's all relative. Uh, yeah. Like I don't know if I would change anything and get to where I, like it's all a learning process. Yeah. Like I, you know, a lot of people ask me like you know if you knew now if you knew then what you know now. And it took everything kind of leading up to now to get to where I am. So, I mean, just making stuff and and learning and growing my skill set and making videos and listening to people in the comments who maybe are, you know, more experienced than me or have done it for, you know, a long time. And, you know, why would you do it this way when you could do it this way? And I'd go, oh, well, I never thought of that. That sounds like a great idea. And then make a follow-up video at, yeah. That's tough. And and like, it's totally relative. Like I'm probably going to cross 30,000 subscribers today. I think I'm nice. Within, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I think I'm within like 25 subscribers to crossing 30,000. Um, but I like, I wasn't as excited about 30,000 as I was about 10,000 because 10,000 was like this crazy milestone.
3: That's a whole new order of
2: magnitude. You're getting an extra digit there. Yeah, yeah. And so like when I crossed 20,000, I was like, okay, that's cool. And I did a, a, it, did a, a concert video and then now I'm like, yeah, I'm going on vacation. Like, uh, whatever.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I think if I look back at all the videos I've created, um, there are a lot of them that I look at now and I'm like, Oh, I can't believe I said that. Uh, you know, that that's, that, that's horrible. I don't do that. You can anymore. make glue out of pretty much any body part. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I I, I I don't take those videos down. I keep them up because I want people to see the progression. Because I have I've documented every video of my hand tool journey um, from the time I picked up my first hand plane. Uh, so you can you can see how anyone can anyone can grow. Anyone can learn that. Anyone can can pick up the skill. Uh, yes, you're going to make mistakes along the way, but that's that's just part of the journey. And if you if you're always trying to hide and get rid of your mistakes, then you, you're you're not learning
2: and I think that people appreciate that like I get people that tell me all the time that their favorite video of mine was um the kitchen helper stool video that I made like uh so many mistakes and things just kept going wrong and I showed it and I made a play on it and I kind of made the video about you know fixing the mistakes and drinking um and people tell me all the time they're like you know that video was my absolute favorite because you showed that you were like a real human and you weren't just trying to hide mistakes in your videos and that you know mistakes do happen and this is you know how you learn how to fix them um so yeah i I don't know if that kind of i was kind of piggybacking off of your thing and now nobody's talking (laughs)
3: uh i think for me like i don't i can't really Like you said, James, I'm really happy with where I'm at. So it's hard for me to say I'd change anything because maybe that, maybe I wouldn't be where I'm at. But um, a few things, I mean, I wish I would have started a little bit earlier. I feel like, I mean, I I do feel like I got in at a good time before it was completely saturated and that helped. But uh, a little bit earlier would have been nice. And uh, I wish that my recording, I wish I would have been more mindful of my, my production earlier on. Those are really the, the only two things. Because now I look back at my earlier videos and I'm like, man, I should have put a little bit more effort into capturing the, the process. But, uh, you know,
1: I would feel the same about my, my video quality. Um, but part of it is actually learning how yeah. to do that better. It's true. And I don't, think, I, I don't think it would be wise to wait on creating the channel until my video quality was better.
3: Yeah. I mean, you learn through the process. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an evolution. So yeah. obviously if you haven't recorded yourself doing a video, you, there's the best have way to learn is to learn. throw it up there. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, I that's, guess that's one of the yeah. great things
1: is you don't have many subscribers at the be- beginning. So there's, there's not a problem of, uh, so know, I guess keep-
3: what I'm saying is just, I wish that I were better earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yeah i guess me learning uh being better at my audio levels in my video like in the balance of yeah. my voiceover versus the music versus clipping versus you know tool noise and i'm getting better and better with every video on that but if i look at my older videos i like thought were so awesome and so you know casey neistat and <laughs> and now i look at them just like Oh, they're so bad.
1: That is a surprisingly hard thing to master is audio audio levels. It's something you think that you just naturally should have an eye for. Everyone knows what things sound like, but it's uh, different. Yeah, well, um, let's move on to the uh, photo creators' challenge, creators' photo challenge. Let's do it. Uh, for those of you who don't know what this is, we uh, we're doing every other week, or in this case, every third week, uh, we'll have the uh, photos creators' challenge, creators' photo challenge on Instagram. We'll get through uh, this
2: together, you, buddy. Yes.
1: All you have to do is uh, post up a picture that follows the guidelines for this particular one, and uh, every other week we will pick a winner and uh, send them something. So uh, Zach sent a shirt out. Uh, Will, what did you send out this last week?
2: Uh, I still need to send out, but uh, a hand-turned... Obviously, it's hand-turned, but uh, a turned bowl, one of my bowls that I turned.
1: Cool. Um, And this week, I am actually going to send out a a set of chisels. Um, I have an extra set of chisels that I have here, so I figured that would be a, a cool... Uh,
3: prize. Wow. Whoa, that's awesome. Way to make us feel like uh, losers there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just keep getting better and better.
1: They're, they're the,
3: all I got is this crappy shirt (laughs) reward.
1: They're, they're the Aldi's chisels. They don't cost me that much, but they're, they're the same chisels that I use on my bench. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, Zach, who, uh, who are your two picks?
3: Oh, um, I really wish I could have had three, but, uh, (laughs) I have to, I have to go with Sean Rubino for for one of mine. It's, it's hilarious. Well, tell us
1: what Sean Rubino's picture looks like.
3: No well, I I mean I can only assume what's really going on there. Um, <laughs> it's it's classic. It's pretty much Sean with a uh, Domino. It looks like and uh, an apron and only an apron. <laughs> it's it's good. It made me laugh.
1: So. He's been hanging around Kyle Toth too much. Yeah,
3: it's it's a great picture. Uh, My second one is going to be prescription tusks. Um, He has looks like a a nightstand, and it's completely silhouetted against like kind of a everything else is like you can you can make out the details and stuff, but the just the way he got the uh, the nightstand perfectly sit like perfectly black. There's there's no detail at all and everything else has detail it's just really cool lighting it's really moody which i like um and i have to get a give a shout out to the wooden weekends it's just a black and white picture of him uh using a um crosscut saw circular saw and uh it's one of the things that i liked about it is like the wood grain is like perfectly like radial to the blade so it's just a he said he didn't even realize that until he took the picture but it's just it's really cool looking. So, yeah, yeah.
2: So what you got, know, Will? Uh, well, I have to, my a number one top is uh, is Barefoot Finn. Um, it was it's a photo of uh, multiple racks of nail gun nails, um, but it's just full of texture and flow. Uh, it's it's just. I mean, it's, uh, it's very eye catching. Yeah, it's a beautiful photo. Like it's just like it could be like. My computer background.
1: Um, I'd love to see that one blown up to like you know six foot by six foot. I feel like it's yeah. one of
2: those things where if you like
3: cross your eyes and uncross them, like <laughs> yes. there's gonna be a unicorn in it. Yeah. Uh, do they
2: still make those unicorns? No, no the, <laughs> the the 3D image posters. I don't know. I haven't seen those since like grade That's school. You can order them online. I, like, I haven't fun. seen them since the advent of like the smartphone because kids are never gonna like. Well, why I could 3D right here on my phone. Um but uh, I
3: was good at those. I was I felt special as a kid because I could always figure those things out. You should be
2: proud of that. That's that's you know that's a, a screen. I had a gift.
3: <laughs> and look where you are now. And I just completely squandered it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're saying. Uh, and my second
2: my second one was uh also the wooden weekends, um uh, the concentric well the the growth rings, just like Zach was saying, they mirror the uh the the radius of the blade um and knowing that he didn't do that on purpose kind of disappoints me but it <laughs> still it's uh it's i thought it was extremely creative very creative very cool even if you did do it on accident um so those are my two
1: cool well i've got uh justin
2: limoges L- limoges Lemohe? Lim- yes, he's in the live chat we can we can ask
1: Oh yes hey Justin how do you pronounce your name spell that it's probably f- phonetic i don't know but uh, he has this picture of the close up of teeth on a handsaw and uh just uh, yeah uh I, I don't know why i like i like those detailed close up things that you see all the time but you don't actually get close enough to see the detail in it uh, really cool picture
2: that was definitely a runner up for me honorable mention
1: but uh, my my second choice was also uh, the uh, Woodworks Weekends uh, with the circular saw. Um, I, I know I'm a hand tool person, but I really like the, the circular saw. I think that the thing that drew me to it is that it wasn't dead on the growth rings. It was ever so slightly off. It was off by like a half inch, so it wasn't it wasn't perfect. And your your brain is just wanting to push the circular saw a little farther, so it adds a little bit of action to it. Um, I just I really liked it. All right, so I guess we have a clear winner. Yes, so uh, the Woodworks weekends, um, the, I will be the wooden weekends. The wooden, the wooden. Why did I put works in there? The wooden weekends. Um, I will be in touch with you and uh, get you a set of chisels. So, yeah. So,
2: congratulations, Ian, Ian Smith.
1: Yeah, you So, uh, Will. Every time I ever tell tell us hear the wooden woodwork? weekends,
3: I get that Loverboy song stuck in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> Working for the weekends, I, I don't know why. Every time, it's been like three podcasts now. Just in my head. <laughs>
2: All right, so Justin uh, <laughs> Justin replied, it's French, uh, uh, so it's hard to type out. So we still don't know how to pronounce his name, but it's French. Limoges. Limoges. Limoges.
3: Limoges. Sounds about Limogée. right. Join us next week while we try and pronounce people's names <laughs> like a few minutes. So we'll All right, so the next, the next yeah, the, photo the, the, challenge.
2: The next photo <laughs> challenge. <laughs> Uh, the next photo challenge is going to be leading lines, which, um, if you study any kind of photography, it is one of the compositional elements that you first learn. Um, oh, sorry, I got another, I got another visitor. Hang on, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I could make stuff up. <laughs> yes. uh, okay,
0: all
2: right, let's talk about it once again. All right, so uh, leading lines. Um, so a leading line would come from maybe the corner of an image and draw your eye to the subject. Uh, a big example of this when you're first starting photography would be like railroad tracks, standing in the middle of railroad tracks and they kind of go on and on and on forever um, to the vanishing point. And it draws your eye down, down the tracks to whatever you want. So uh, a lot of photographers will put a couple um, in the middle of, the railroad tracks and the railroad tracks will actually lead your eye to the couple. Uh so I can okay. see a lot of applications with this in your shop. Uh there are a lot of straight lines, a lot of long lines, uh whether it's your workbench or a piece of stock, wood, um a jointer, a hand plane, nope. a tape measure. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. not like it uh so that's that's this week's or
1: this this time's challenge cool okay so you'll have uh two weeks to get that in um although if you're listening to this live you actually have three weeks to get that in because this won't be coming out until next week so <laughs> good um let's uh we don't have you know, we already have, we've had enough jokes for the jokes of the week let's uh let's move on <laughs> uh I'll, I'll tell you what i'll kick off the what we uh the watching next. reading are uh, inspired by um, i have i saw um a new channel created <laughs> by go
0: kay didn hear my my shirt <laughs> okay.
1: uh created by Kay is a uh, uh a new channel and he he just put out a video that is kind of like off the charts awesome um it's he he's making a clamp that is uh, it's kind of like the all-in-one clamp. So it has the, the, the toggle knob that you can get for like a parallel clamp. It also has a squeeze clamp grip underneath. Uh, it's got all these other functions, and it's completely shop-made. Uh, really, really cool system. Uh, easily slides in and out, and I'm, I'm wanting to make a set of them myself. He has uh, plans on his website, and it's the first video, and it's a really sweet video. Um, so definitely uh, definitely worth worth checking out uh Zach, what you got um where's our chat
3: window there it is okay um i i i don't watch I, i'm reading the same book still but uh I, I was watching some paul jackman videos he's awesome so yeah watch paul jackman yes. you probably already do <laughs> but uh i, I have a miter set project coming up where i have to do some segmenting and uh he has a video on that so i watched it and watched a couple of Couple other of his videos as well, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul's a cool a guy.
2: Yeah. What about you, Will? Um, I so I just saw this yesterday. It was awesome. Um, it is Nick Offerman, uh, and he is captioning New Yorker cartoons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't even explain it. You just have to know it's Nick Offerman being Nick Offerman, uh, and you know, you know, New Yorker cartoons are pretty highbrow. Uh, and they're sometimes they're a little over the top and you know pompous, um, but you have to imagine a New Yorker cartoon and Nick Offerman being Nick Offerman staring at it, describing what's going on in the scene, and then captioning it. Uh, just you have to watch it; it's hilarious, uh, and it's actually a pretty cool series. I think there's four other ones. Bill Hader did one, um, Adam Scott did one, and somebody else. Cool. So yeah, that's what I got. Well,
1: uh, product of the week, Zach, what you got?
3: Um, I'm going to say my little, I've used this one before, but I use it a lot. And that's why it's my tool of the week. It is a, uh, just a 90 degree pneumatic uh, die grinder using for all sorts of stuff, especially when you're doing, I mean, any sort of metal work, they're just, they're handy. They, they're pretty much uh, angle grinders, but much smaller so you can get them into tighter places and they're, they're very, very handy to have. So that's my tool of the week
1: great for polishing too
3: they are the little tiny those i love the little i think they're called roll lock they're just like big threaded things in the center so you can literally change a pad in like yeah. five seconds without any tools or anything and their little abrasive pads are really really nice and get a good finish on
2: stuff
1: we used to go through those like nuts at the uh, the place i managed so yeah they're they're great will what you got
2: Uh, I'm going to say my circular saw, my seven and a quarter inch Makita circular saw. Uh, I've been using it a lot, breaking down that walnut stock. They were like 14 foot boards. Um, So I took them outside and broke them down out there into more manageable pieces instead of trying to like swing 14 foot boards around in my shop. Um, You just want
1: to duplicate that picture. What's that? You just want to duplicate that picture.
2: Yeah, right. (laughs) uh and uh been using a lot in framing up my basement as i'm finishing that and just uh i just uh, circular saws a lot of people ask me when if they want to get into something you know get into woodworking or you know diy or making things what tool should you buy i say a circular saw and a cordless drill are like yeah then a tape in a tape measure maybe a jigsaw uh, i still dislike jigsaws really well oh. yeah
3: jigsaws get no love it's like the it's like the the tool that everyone loves to hate, and I still think they're fantastic. I love the They're they're just a. I mean, I mean, they're not as nice I put as down sheets of plywood with the jigsaw. Yeah, I used to cut metal. Like I'd cut I right. cut like eighth inch steel plates with that huh. thing. Like that's what, before I had a plasma cutter. I did everything with a jigsaw, and it was terrible, but it worked. So, I mean, it's. I feel like the jigsaw is never the best tool for the job, but it is a
2: great tool to to get the job done and it'll do a lot of jobs so i mean they definitely have their place and you know there's some jobs that you just can't do without them yes Um, yeah i mean if you're james i guess you can do without them but uh and i do have them they do have their place in my shop i just always look for a different tool yeah it's i I
3: mean like i said it's it's usually the versatility is what gets me and they're cheap i mean obviously if you have a bandsaw, that's and your material will work on it, that's typically the better route to go. But, you know, if you're starting up or you, you, you know, if you need to add curves to stuff and you don't have, you know, $700 or $1,000 for a bandsaw and 120 bucks for a jigsaw
2: is pretty awesome. I I still, I still think a circular saw is a better first tool than a. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's mine.
3: You can, you can start making stuff with a, a circular saw and a, I think that's
1: yeah. I don't know. I kind of come at it from the, point, the standpoint of a, a handsaw is a, a jigsaw, and so for me, I think the jigsaw would be better for the first saw. But I just think getting accurate
2: square cuts is easier on a circular saw than a jigsaw, and I think the cut quality
1: is better. I think it's a less frustrating oh, yeah. tool with a learning curve. Um, I'm just saying, if you have to have one tool, I would rather have a jigsaw than a circular saw. I would yeah, rather. Really.
3: Yeah. I would rather have the circular saw, but you know what? Like they're both, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not. The
1: price that You can buy them now for like 20, 30 bucks when I get both. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, yeah, I think, true. I mean, I know a lot of people don't have a ton of money, but I mean, you should, you should be able to work your way into both of those tools. Yeah. I mean, you can get all, you can get all three of them for a couple hundred bucks.
1: Yeah. And decent so, ones too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my uh, my pick for the week is actually cheap superglue. You know those packs you can buy at the dollar store for like a dollar for ten. Um, basically, because I was absolutely blown away uh, by how well it did in the tests, um, and particularly, I I was not expecting as much of a difference between different thicknesses of glue. And the cheap superglue I had was a, was a fairly thick, not quite a gel, um, but a, a very thick super glue and the thicker the super glue is the stronger it was by huh. far. It's funny I would have expected the opposite. Now, the the thinner glue just is it's so thin that it doesn't uh, gets brittle or something. Yeah, it spreads itself out too much whereas the mm-hmm. thicker glue just fills in everything but still soaks into the wood like the thin glue does. Huh, interesting. So, it, uh, I I was I was blown by blown away by it and I am I'm actually going to be using uh, 2P10 and, and other super glues far more often in my woodworking now. It uh, it was enough to clearly convince me. So um, that's about it. <laughs> 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 want to say thank you to everyone uh, watching, uh, particularly those in the live chat. If you would like to join us, we are usually live every Thursday at uh, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time, nine central, um, though this week is a little bit different. And I'm looking forward to uh, being back live the next time yeah
3: this is uh so when this airs i will be in indianapolis with uh jimmy duresta him and i are taking a a hydraulic forging press class and a smithing class there so i'll probably actually just be landing when this thing goes live but uh keep 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 your eyes on my instagram because i'll probably have some good good stuff going on there Woot so uh
1: that's about it for this week until next time see you later later adios
0: Thanks again for listening to the Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.